Welcome to Observe and Retort. Hello. It is the 20th week of 2021. My name is David. I'm Luna. And this week I'm bringing you a story about how one building in New York explains Bitcoin's climate problem. Oof. And I will talk about a penis push for pothole change. <laughs> Intrigued. Oh, I love the different vibes. <laughs> I think it sums up the best of this podcast. I, I agree. I agree. This sums us up pretty well. I was thinking, <laughs> this, knowing what I was going to do my story on, um, and because I work as a sustainability project manager, I work with sustainability, I was thinking maybe I'll put this episode, knowing that I'm going to be talking about sustainability and finance, maybe I'll put it on my LinkedIn. Maybe I would yeah. dare to share this oh, so in a professional environment. And now that, I'm wondering... Is that a little, a, a little like, please, Luna, don't, don't talk too much no, about penises. No, go fucking go wild. Talk one. about penises. That's the whole... The, point the joy of this podcast is, <laughs> is penis and poop <laughs> is the balance between mm, yeah. the silly and the serious yes yes i wonder what i bring i you know what i, I, I think you should do it i think you should put it on linkedin i think it's it's perfect for for that <laughs> You know what? I want to hear your story, so please go first. Oh, you want to just dive right in? It's just no. I do. No, I do want to. What? You want to small no. talk? David wants to small talk I now? Don't... I have never. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to account for your needs, Luna, rather than just dive oh, in that's to talking so about. nice. Look at us. Yeah. Look at us. That's nice. I'm fine. What? Okay. You're, you're good? Oh, you're, so, yeah, you're off. You're off for a little bit. I am so, off. I'm off for a full can, month. You can kind of feel it in your vibe already. It's like something lifted that you're you're just a teeny bit like, oh. I think that was the falafel that I had mind. for lunch. I don't. I don't think that's you. What? I think that's the falafel that I had for lunch that's just lifted me up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a tiny bit. Okay, you I'll let get it into go, it. girl. Let it go. So you're off. <laughs> okay, okay. It has been pretty big news this week. I have not heard about anything. just stay calm. <laughs> about <laughs> Elon Musk falling out of love with Bitcoin. Uh, have you seen that at all? No, maybe yes. Is it is it the thing where he said like one thing and then the stonks just plummeted? That's, is that the that's, thing? That's yes, that's the thing. Okay, then I I'm guess not, yes. I'm I not, have heard. I'm not going to go into any detail, right? But I think six also months, just because it's Elon Musk, I just don't read it. I'm like, ugh, this fucking guy, and is, I just keep scrolling for another doom st- situation. Very fair. Yeah. Well, basically, six months after realizing that Bitcoin was amazing, everyone's favorite narcissist Bond villain decided, <laughs> oh, Bitcoin uses energy and I care about renewables, so I'm going to stop liking it now. Anyway, he loves to flip flop. That's not really relevant. Fuck Elon Musk. That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> The point is that there's a particular power plant in New York that can explain there's a lot of arguments over whether Bitcoin is bad for the environment or not. Okay. And I think there's a very interesting story about a specific power plant in New York, which is the Greenage power plant in upstate New York. Is that Greenwich? Greenage, not Greenwich. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that was a... Okay. It's, I don't think it's a big place. I think it's a small place. Okay. <laughs> It's in, like, the state of New York, not the city of New York, so... Ah, okay. Anyway, this power plant was shut down back in 2009. It's a coal power plant, and already more than a decade ago, coal power was on the way out. Hmm. So the owners went bankrupt, and the plant was 
surplus to requirements. It just wasn't needed. Okay. Five years later, in 2014, the plant was quietly purchased by a private equity firm, always great guys, called (laughs) Atlas Holdings. And what Atlas Holdings did was they converted it to run on natural gas, which is better than coal Mm. in the same way a kick to the genitals is better than a kick to the head. Mm, Like it's less likely to kill you, but still pretty shitty for your future. So (laughs) they converted it to natural gas, still a fossil fuel. And what they did next is they filled as much space as they possibly could in the power plant with Bitcoin rigs. So computers specifically designed to mine Bitcoin. Okay, so that's the thing. Okay. So now a significant portion of Greenidge's electricity it does no longer powers homes or businesses as it used to, but instead it just mines. It doesn't just. It's a balance. It still does some local power, but a significant amount of it is now serving mining Bitcoin. Okay. And in the process, pouring pollutants into the atmosphere and Yay. generally not being great. <sighs> And so in the last month, Greenidge has announced that they are ramping up their Bitcoin ambitions. So they're going to aim to have 18,000 specialist machines mining Bitcoin. And they've received approval to expand their data center, adding uh, 10,500 more. Jesus. So when it's How complete, much pollution is this? Uh pollution i don't have a number i've got some details later but uh of the plant's capacity it will use 79 mm-hmm. percent of the power plant's capacity it will use 85 megawatts of power wow. on fueling these computers and atlas holdings very proudly says no direct competitor currently owns and operates its own power plant with the purpose of mining bitcoin who cares no other Bitcoin mining operation of this scale in the United States you currently uses power generated from its own power plant. They are really proud of this. That's so weird. Why are you so proud? You want your mommy and daddy to love you? What is this? I'm so confused. Look at me. Are the, what? Anyway, as is my... You know that I love to go deep into explaining financial instruments and weirdly complex oh, things on this podcast. Faith. So... <laughs> Let's do it. I think that a lot of people hear a lot about Bitcoin and it doesn't necessarily mean anything to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. And there are so many arguments over Bitcoin's climate impact, including if you choose to, which I recommend you don't, but if you choose to go to Elon Musk's Twitter right now, you will see oh, don't do it. hordes of arguments between pro-Bitcoin people and anti Bitcoin, well, and Elon Musk, basically. Um, <laughs> so, I'm going to try and explain the scale of the problem and why this is a problem at all. Uh, let's see how it goes. Yeah, let's do it. And I will just say in advance that I'm not anti Bitcoin. That's may come through. It may sound like I hate it. It may sound like I love it. I'm not really sure. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's your that's your sweet spot, David. Yes. So, um, also, I don't have a way of independently verifying that in all of these arguments, like people just throw out numbers and I'm going to say some numbers in this segment. I'm not, don't, don't hold me to them. Okay. These are what, it's it's all part of the argument. So take every number with a grain of salt, but in total terms, Bitcoin is estimated to have the carbon footprint equivalent of Peru in total electricity usage which is different from carbon footprint because it depends how you get that electricity. It's currently estimated to have around the same electricity usage as the entirety of the Netherlands. Oh, shit. And while countries like Peru and the Netherlands have made commitments to reduce those numbers, Bitcoin, and specifically Bitcoin, is likely to increase. Okay. So in individual terms, a single Bitcoin transaction, me sending a Bitcoin to you, yeah, or a fraction of a Bitcoin because one Bitcoin's worth a huge amount of money and it's I don't a have lot that. Of money, yeah. So 
is the equivalent of over a million visa transactions. Why? I'm sorry, I don't... I'll explain <laughs> a bit expect more. you to... So in individual <laughs> terms, wild. that's the equivalent of 90,000 hours of watching YouTube. So like what? an average Tuesday when I have something to procrastinate from is the equivalent of one Bitcoin <laughs> transaction. <laughs> I'm off work Nailed for a it. month. I can totally say I watch 90,000 hours of YouTube on a Tuesday. That happens. <laughs> happens to the best of us. <laughs> it does. It really does. Honestly, it's every day here. It's fine. <laughs> Okay. I think it's fine. So to try and explain why, I'm going to use a stupid metaphor because also, if there's anything I love on this podcast, it's dumb metaphors. And let's see how oh, well yeah. it goes. The reason that I say specifically to explain this, I need to explain something called proof of work and proof of stake. Ooh, stake. Not that kind of oh, stake. Oh, it's not that we'll kind just of stake. Okay. <laughs> and so the reason that I say specifically Bitcoin has that much electricity uh, usage and the carbon footprint is that Different cryptocurrencies work in different ways. Bitcoin is the most famous one, of course, but there's also mm -hmm. Ethereum, there's Doge, which is, yes. And there's hundreds, if not thousands, of other cryptocurrencies. If we wanted to create a cryptocurrency tomorrow, we could do that. It would take a little bit of computer knowledge, but you can follow guides and you absolutely can do it. No one would want to buy the Observe and Retort coin, but, well, that's just pessimistic. Sorry. Very few people would want to buy the Observe and Retort coin, but... Better. Anyway, so as I said, this is all about proof of work versus proof of stake, which if you read articles, you will find people just refer to in passing as if you're supposed to know what it is. Luckily, I do. So... That is lucky. The way that Bitcoin and many of the cryptocurrencies it inspired work is that you have to carry out calculations to have a chance of gaining more Bitcoin. So this is like a bingo spinner. Okay. You know, when all the old ladies go and play bingo. How dare you? And then you? you've got... <laughs> sorry, all the old ladies and you go play bingo. <laughs> and then They're up on the front better. table... They've got that circle thing that has a lot of balls in and they spin it around oh, yeah. and they take one out and then they say 88. Everyone mm -hmm. press 88. So much fun. How Bitcoin and proof of work works is anyone who wants to be in the game has to buy their own bingo spinner. Okay. So they have to do that work. They have to spin and spin and spin. They have to do the calculations. Then they take out a ball and it says 88. It's a simplification. <laughs> and then the system or the network says, congratulations, 88 was a winner uh, or 27 was a loser. So you get a certain amount of Bitcoin based on that. Does okay, this make I don't sense get it. So far? Wait. Okay. What does this? What is this? This is how mining for new Bitcoin works. Mining. Yes, I've heard that term. <laughs> That's a fair point. Okay, so <laughs> Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies as a whole, they mm -hmm. are theoretically like a dollar or a euro or a krona. Mm -hmm. The thing is to make more normal currency, yes. the central bank will print more. So yes. the European Central Bank decides to print more euros and then they put them into the world and they say cool now there's more euros and they place them in various places but they create money out of economic policy they decide we want to print more money so they print more money does that okay. make sense they can just do there's like a system. I don't know, okay they can just I, do that i mean if they chose to just do it completely freely then money would be worth much less because people would start to realize, oh, this doesn't really mean anything. And that's how you get hyperinflation where like Zimbabwe has trillion dollar notes because they just kept right. printing and everyone went, this shilling isn't actually worth anything. So you right. have to, it's very much about perceived value, right? The belief mm. in the coin, when we pay with a euro or a dollar or whatever notes, 
everyone's accepting that on the basis of, sure, I believe this is worth $1. I believe it's this is worth so something. weird. It's and super people weird. give women shit for astrology. Like, it's so silly. This is astrology. <laughs> like, for, for this is it's social construction. It's so fucking weird. And there was like, oh, this, is, this note is worth, like, it's just fucking crazy. Continue. I it's feel like there's a small, <laughs> one small difference. Yeah. Is it, is, is it confusing and, and a social construction? Absolutely. But when someone says, oh, no, I'm not going to date you because when you happen to be born, that's that's fucking weird. OK, that's weirder than that going. Is, that is. Oh, this is a weird. Has dollar. this happened to you a lot, David? People find any reason that they need to. Not <laughs> it's nothing to do. Like, they always say it's about one thing or another, but I know. What are you? Fundamentally, actually? What is your sign? <sighs> You love this question. Now I'm just now. Now I'm curious. I'm a Scorpio. Oh, you are. Me too, bitch. <laughs> well, I am on the cusp, and I and people yell at me and say that that's not a thing, and I don't really care because I don't really care about astrology that much. But okay, it's like so. Does that does that make sense for you? I'm like not kind of sense, Libra or? and then kind what? of Scorpio. I'm like really complicated, mm. and like very mysterious. Yeah, you know. So yes, that's so me. You were talking about uh, I'm not money. a Scorpio. I just is picked a not- random one because so often people go, oh my God, that makes so much sense. And then I get, what? <laughs> but I think I'm following so far. So yes. please go on. It was a good detour. Um, so. <laughs> you loved it, yeah. That's how, I, that's how uh, normal money works, right? But with Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies they don't have a they intentionally don't have a central bank that says we're going to print more money mm-hmm. so there has to be some other way of calculating how does more money get created okay. how do we uh yeah how do we create more how do we grow the economy of bitcoin right so how that's done is with algorithms and calculations of for Bitcoin, you have to, your computer has to mine by mm. making calculations. And mm. depending on what the network says, if that it's basically like a lottery ticket, like it's a bingo <laughs> thing. If you get the right number comes out of your bingo spinner, then congratulations, you get some Bitcoin. Okay, but you pay for it, right? You but this is the initial mining. You can buy Bitcoin later on, but how it's created okay. is okay. mining. This is the origin. Yes. So if you okay. want to, if if you don't have a computer, but you want to acquire Bitcoin, you would go buy it from someone who has mined it or from someone else. But that's it gets created by mining. Okay. Does that make sense? I'm not going to lie and say that I fully understand this. And I don't think that's your fault, David. I think probably a lot of people would. I mean, okay. you're very Let's... pedagogical in your explanation. If I, I wanted just to have get a, a hard diamond, time comprehending this I get shit. it. It's very co- It was a risk. Jens one. tries this all the time and he looks at me and he explains this that I said and I'm like looking at him and he's like i lost you didn't I? i'm like yes <laughs> i'm thinking about what we're gonna watch this evening on netflix and i you know it's the undiagnosed add yeah. that also really takes over it's it's t- <laughs> so if i wanted to go get a diamond right mm, i would have diamonds. two options either mm. i could go mine it myself or more likely uh. i could buy it from someone that has mined it which is right. way more likely okay. that I'm going to go do that. So right. Bitcoin, I could right now set up my computer to mine Bitcoin and it would struggle with it, <laughs> but it could do it. And then I would okay. have some Bitcoin. Great. Or okay. I could go buy but it from some... that would not require money to do that? It would require investing in a computer that could do it. But other than that, no. Okay. And theoretically, that's any computer. It's just okay. that the bar steadily increases on how hard it is to do over time. Mm. 
So. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So far, so good. So now we've got the basic concept of mining and of the digital currency. Mm-hmm. Proof of work. How that works is hilariously inefficient. <laughs> what you do is you get everyone to go in the metaphor, right? You get everyone to go buy a, their own bingo spinner and spin it round loads and loads and then take out a number and then you say, cool, if that's the right number, then great. You get to have Who a Who decides it's the right number? Is that the algorithm? Yes, that's okay. within the network. And the whole way that it works is that the network collectively has to approve or that's getting into quite a okay. lot. Okay, yes. all right. Mm-hmm. So... Bitcoin as the original thing is genuinely genius. Like, it's really cool. How do you ensure, if you're building a digital currency, how do you ensure that it's safe? How do you ensure that no one can take control of it? How do you ensure that people, if I made a currency tomorrow that said, oh, it's, it's digital, you get an email from me and it says, hey, here's five David dollars, then very soon people will start. very creative. (laughs) <laughs> I used all of my creative energies on the bingo metaphor. Okay, I can't. I can't. Be. Good job. I you yeah, that was solid. So <laughs> clearly worked. Right. Let's. <laughs> oh, so rude. I so, apologize. It's okay. <laughs> so getting people to physically do not physically, but we're just going to go like to do calculations. And then show proof that they've done that work. Mm. And then the network verifies the proof is absolutely genius. Okay. You just don't. You just don't. I believe you. You just don't get it. You just, okay. I just. But also, you have to understand, you're doing this podcast with me, which is probably like, if you. It's not an easy. It's not an easy job for you <laughs> to <laughs> pick these. This is a very tests. complicated topic, anyway. So, I think let I me, think I let me I put it in terms that you'll like. Large perspective. What? Let me t- put it in terms that you'll like. This okay. instead of having so in normal money, mm. you have a central bank that has all the control and and decides you know to make that money. Mm-hmm. In Bitcoin, it's basically Marxist in that there's a direct correlation between your labor and your reward. Mm. If you get your computer to do these calculations and show the proof that you've done it, then you get a direct reward from that. Okay. But what do they gain? What do the... the I. Mm. The, but it doesn't come from, from anywhere. you mining? Like, I'm just... The so, concept, it's out of nothing. The stocks? Like the people. There's, the- there's not stocks. There's not there's people who already own Bitcoin, but mining doesn't in itself create anything. Like the same way that fundamentally the dollar doesn't really mean anything. I mean it mm-hmm. to anyone who's deep into either Bitcoin or economics, yes, I'm simplifying things and I apologize. Don't hate me. But the same way that fundamentally <laughs> the <strange>. dollar <laughs> doesn't mean anything the bitcoin doesn't mean anything it just has a perceived value we just go cool okay if we all say beanie babies are worth suddenly a lot then we can all go back to 1996 and be like sure let's spend three thousand dollars on a beanie baby it's meaningless it's that's a good point because i think the the confusion for me is like why is this valuable and i can you can literally say that about anything so i but it's like you know if i sewed my own beanie baby right then i could also put a value on that and other people could put a value on that but it's not i'm not giving anything to anyone to create it you're not gonna give away your beanie babies are you crazy david you love those (laughs) don't out me okay (laughs) one day my collection's gonna be worth millions Oh, I have no doubts. I believe in you and your dream, but I you love them too much, David. It's who you are. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We've got the concept of the digital currency. We've got the concept of mining out of nothing and how you have well, to do a whole load of work to 
to create this currency out of nothing. Right, there was a news story behind this, yes. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in. Well, I, <laughs> we're still on the explanation. We'll just... Okay, so the problem okay. with that is that if you're if to be part of the game, everyone has to do that work. They have to buy a bingo spinner and spin it round. But that bingo spinner are actually large computers. Mm. Bitcoin started as cryptography nerds working with like experimental maths and computer science. Mm. And when there's 10 people or 10,000 people or even a million people, that's one thing. But when you have millions and millions of people all doing this extra work to see if they've won, to just be part of the game, so they're using their computer to do these calculations, but it takes a huge amount of energy to do that. Yeah. So newer cryptocurrencies, that's not Bitcoin, yeah. work. that's called proof of work. How you mine Bitcoin is you go digging and you see if you find a diamond, but you do that with a computer doing calculations, getting really uncomfortably hot and seeing, does it hit the right lottery number? Okay. Newer ones, like, let's not say like. So <laughs> there are other cryptocurrencies that are much newer um, that use something called proof of stake. So instead of, there's a few different ways this can work, but instead of having to prove I did all this work, did I win the lottery, which is what you have to do under proof of work and use mm -hmm. all of that energy. Instead, it says, if you already own one, will give you a certain amount based on that. So just because you own some, some you will get more? Yeah, the same way that inflation is not... Infl oh, interest is meant okay. to work, not inflation. Um, that's not open yes. the box. <laughs> so the same way, theoretically, I mean, not in Denmark, because we've got negative interest, but normally, if you have money in the bank, they'll give you... 5% oh, or whatever some. back. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's how it works in proof of stake. You prove that you're part of the system. You prove that you're contribute. You prove that you've bought a ticket, but you don't have to do work to count as that ticket. Does that make sense? It's much simpler. Yeah. So I, for example, like I own some cryptocurrency as a, it's interesting and entertaining. Sure. And I have some yeah. currency that works in this way. I get back five to seven percent automatically because I own some of that currency. That okay. sounds like it's great. This is incredibly high risk because it's you get back, you don't get the five to seven percent in cash, you get it back in the currency. Meaning, oh, okay. if the currency collapses, if I bought it as it cost one euro to get one. I don't want to say any of the ones that I have because I don't want it to sound like a recommendation because it's absolutely in no way a recommendation. I okay. strongly recommend. Do not put any more money into crypto than you can afford to lose. It's a fucking gamble. I have a question. Yes. Uh, because I think uh, Jens has uh, also some of that. And I hear that it is quite difficult to actually get the money if you want to buy it like sell it or something that in it, denmark is a little difficult to to get the it can be yeah that can be okay. various reasons why countries are getting better at learning how to tax cryptocurrency but it's still okay. a it's less confusing now but also certain banks don't like working with crypto they think it's dangerous and used for drugs and all which maybe that's a different whole thing but let's not go into that no that's a different episode as you interesting yeah though. let's not um but the point is that just for having some of it you get more of it you've contributed to the network in having some of it if mm. i had spent a hundred euros on buying one of that crypto and then it gave me five to seven percent back of the crypto but it had collapsed to costing 10 euros in the meantime, I would have uh -huh. gained five to 7% and that would have been great. But um, in terms of, you know, actual money I can use, I would have lost. Right. A lot. Yeah. So 
don't. <laughs> or do. I'm in it, but anyway, the whole People point are going to walk away from this so confused. Do I? Don't I? I don't, I don't know. It's technologically and economically incredibly interesting, but it's a stupid game that I don't I believe you. So, what all of that means, <laughs> that difference between proof of work and proof... Bitcoin, as the original, was based on proof of work. And there are many good reasons why it did that. At the time when there were very few people, it was incredibly cool uh, and, and made good sense. The problem okay. is now that there's so many people doing it and it requires such large machinery or such significant computing power... Yeah. The impact is vast. So this from this New York PowerPoint power, power I can't speak. I'm trying to, trying to bring it all the way back. Do we have power, a power plant presentation? <laughs> we'll get there. Power plant. They proudly say that the server farm, the computing rigs, currently mm -hmm. consume 14 of the 106 megawatts of Greenage's capacity, which is enough electricity to power well over 11,000 average US homes. Shit. They say that say proudly. That say that number again. Ele over 11,000 US homes, average <sighs> US homes, and Americans like to use power. So <laughs> They do. They really do. So that in... I was going to say short, but I'm just not sure that's true. <laughs> like... Is the fundamental concern with Bitcoin specifically, not necessarily other cryptocurrencies. There are other ones that don't. Okay, have so that. how can it be a different? How can they take different amount of energy? Because isn't it essentially? I'm some. I don't know. Because it's whether they use proof of work or proof of stake. Okay. Because if you use proof of work, everyone who's involved, everyone who's involved in mining new crypto, has mm. to prove to you, I've done all this work and then i might get some bitcoin back mm -hmm. based on the amount of work i've done in proof of stake all they have to do is say i own this amount of crypto this number of units so that means it's like 99 percent. that sounds like an exaggerate but i mean genuinely like 99 percent less energy intensive mm. because you're not asking people to prove that they did all of the work to do the calculations. It's just much simpler as a system. Okay. There are okay. reasons that people would like proof of work, I think, but basically the newer ones are so much simpler, but they're nowhere near as valuable because Bitcoin's the original. Bitcoin is crazy valuable. If you are going to mine, it makes sense to mine Bitcoin for now until, yeah. Now, in defense of Bitcoin... And it's, uh, well, the defense is from people who are very pro-Bitcoin that 76% of Bitcoin miners apparently use renewable energy. So apparently 76% of the Bitcoin mined does not use fossil fuels. Okay. I have no way to verify that number, just as I have no way to verify all the numbers, you know, about how bad it is. But that's what Bitcoin fans claim. And if that's true, then it's really impressive. But what that ignores is that that power could be going elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. So like if I build a wind turbine on my property and I use the power from it to power my current electricity needs, I'm helping the planet because I'm not using fossil fuels. If I build a wind turbine on my property and I use it to power, I'm like, oh, well, now it's renewable. I may as well fulfill my lifelong dream of having a hot tub full of fondue cheese that I never would have oh, done otherwise. That sounds great. I thought I'd get yeah. you back with the cheese. I was like, oh, I'm losing her. How do I do <laughs> cheese? That'll bring her back into the game. Oh my God. That's too real and very true. Yeah. Okay. Very good one. You <laughs> also shows how well you know me at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway look in short the point is that if that renewable energy is is unless bitcoin is promoting more renewable energy existing than would otherwise that can be used on standard things then it's not a net positive 
if we're using loads of wind turbines to make Bitcoin instead of powering homes, then yeah. that's still worse for the world. Yeah. And so that's why this, I don't know, I, there's so many stories recently about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And I think that for a lot of people, they just it just doesn't really make sense. And this... Bitcoin genuinely is really cool. I think it's kind of obvious that I think that and I have It is cool. Crypto yeah. investments, not investments because they're don't call it them investments. Sense. I have crypto gambles on technologically interesting uh coins. Mm -hmm. But this particular story of rebuilding, of bringing back a power plant that had gone offline kind of puts into real terms the impact when people are talking about the impact of these cryptocurrencies and why they have such a big climate impact this is why mm. because you need a vast amount of power to fulfill the requirements to create new bitcoin yeah and because bitcoin is worth so much people will be willing to do that and bitcoin's never going to other so ethereum another crypto which is newer they have an active, a very active development council who are changing the code to move from this proof of work model, crazy, uh, mm -hmm. in a, not crazy costly in terms of impact to yeah. a proof of stake. Bitcoin will not go through, or it's highly unlikely to go through that change because of how old it is, how big it is, and how. Yeah, established it already is. I yeah. Guess. It's so much harder for it to make that kind of change, particularly okay. because a lot of the people who are involved in the first place are missing. So, oh, it's a different that's story. Also a different story. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, that is. If you hear about Bitcoin and climate impact, and you go, "Why the fuck are they talking about all these fake bullshit numbers?" Um, <laughs> this power plant, I think you heard them it. here first, and. <laughs> There are, yeah, I mean, it's been approved, so we'll see what happens. The local people are very, very angry. It's pouring new air pollution into the area and discharging hot water into a trout stream, which oh, I hear no. trout don't like to be boiled. I don't know. Like, this is just some radical new science that <laughs> trout have, aren't big fans of being boiled. Hmm, they should but have told us. I don't, I'm not sure I believe that. I think that's fake news. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh God. do you have any further questions or should we move on to cheese or should we move on to penises in potholes that's a difficult thing to say else about penises cheese? in pot do i have anything about yes oh i am launching the cheese coin it's an investment in <laughs> cheese and cheesy bits and uh <laughs> Yeah, this is going to hate me for this. He hates cheese. Like, why are you talking about cheese so much? It's gross. Okay, I have one more thing. Ooh. On the concept of weird small coins. When I say there are thousands of coins, these are being used in a billion different ways. Okay. One, for example, is called solar coin. And every time that you produce solar energy... You can, if you can prove it, your proof of work, instead of being a random calculation in your computer, your proof of work is if you show that you've developed some solar energy and you submit that to the network, then it says, here, have a coin. You deserve something as, as motivation for That's helping the planet. That's very cool. And there is value in the coins? Like you can trade it for money at some point or what? No? Theoretically, yes. So okay. that's something that I would be... As I said, I'm interested in the technology more than believing that I'm actually going to make any money. So I could go buy a solar coin because I want to encourage people developing solar power. Mm. And then if I raise the price, it makes it more worth it for people to go out. And so oh, uh, I could have an effect that way. Okay. That's There's also cool. other coins that are just absolute nonsense uh, and scams and <laughs> all sorts of... Yeah. But I, I'm looking forward to see the David coin. If we can make happening. an observe and retort coin. We can make that happen. And uh, Think about all the people called nothing. Dave that would be like, yeah, Dave coin. <laughs> I need it. That's, this is not a bad idea. That's pretty convincing. <laughs> I, I think you might have a... <laughs>
Seriously. If uh, if people enjoyed that story, yeah, it was it was a challenging one, but if people enjoyed it, then there were where was it from? What article? Oh, gee, I mean, there was a lot of stuff in there. Different ones. I'm not sure yeah, what okay. the original uh, Ask Technica, which is a technology website, and Ask Technica. Yeah, that's, just, that's just I knew that was going to be a problem. Anyway, <laughs> it was there that I saw about the power plant. Uh, the rest of it is uh, personal knowledge and or research. So. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, well, do you want to hear about some penises and some potholes? Absolutely. Okay. So my story this week is the opposite of yours. It's pretty short and uh, very silly. Well, yours is a little silly I think, too. I think people In a different that. way. In a businessy way. I don't know. Okay, so the um, the headline here is New Zealand man faces legal action for painting penises around potholes. So this uh, is written by Sarah Jackson from CBC.com. Uh, yeah. And so this man, his name is, I'm guessing, Jeff. It is spelled G-E-O-F-F. <laughs> yes, Isn't that's... that just a fancy version of Jeff? No. <laughs> Or it's a G off. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the normal white spell, Jack. <laughs> Is it though? Yes. Okay. Normal in, in British terms, I guess, no? <laughs> uh, therefore, normal, full stop. We it's are like the default. Fancy Jeff. Okay. <laughs> Sun never sets. Um. <laughs> okay. So, Jeff Upson yes. from Auckland, uh, New Zealand, was fed up with the potholes in his city. He kept seeing how it affected people in the town. And he was like, I cannot ignore the danger it causes the citizens anymore. He was annoyed. He was horrified. He's often seen people uh, change tires at the side of the road because it fucked it up completely. And he, he says that at one point, he saw a school bus full of children bouncing off their seats while the driver drove over potholes and looked completely terrified. So it's not it's, it's I mean, not that's great. just good fun. That's just, <laughs> you know, I, it's I a think, little fun. It's a little fun. And we fun. all appreciated on a school trip a particularly big bump. That was, uh, <laughs> that was arguably the best part of the trips. <laughs> what kind of sad fucking school did you go to? Well, actually, it's not a... You were going to say a British one, weren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Want to hear about sad school stories? Now, let's get into the bullying. (laughs) We haven't visited this for a moment. Okay. No, no, no. I swear. I'll I'll continue here. (laughs) So, um, Mr. Upson. uh, It's such a funny last name also. Like, Upson. Jeff Upson is just a normal... <laughs> like British name. <laughs> That's just in no way. Oh my god! Look, I know. okay, I'm, Moon I, Star City I over there. I appreciate the sympathy. <laughs> how is Jeff Upson a funnier <laughs> name than Moon Star City? How dare you state facts? Make such about a how good silly point. your name is. <laughs> great, great name. <sighs> Thank you. I Wait, know mine or his? Your name. Oh. George Lucas and agrees. He was. <laughs> he wants to patent it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> star City, Star Killer, Skywalker. Yeah, that's the one. That's it. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I will receive like a, a cease and desist letter any day. <laughs> Just for my existence, I swear. <sighs> so, Miss, Mr. Jeff Upson. He has tried many times to get into contact with the local councillors, like the people that they voted in to get the job done, you know. He heard nothing. He also tried contacting Auckland Transport, but they kept ignoring him. And he was like, well, I tried the right way. I did my best uh and uh nothing happened and so he obviously became more and more desperate which is very understandable to the point where he decided 
to take matters into his own hands. So, in 2018, Upson began drawing huge, colorful penises around potholes in Auckland as a reaction to the authorities doing absolutely fucking nothing to help the situation. And this is not super original. He credits a UK street artist called Wansky. And I swear to God, I want to say Wanksy. How is this not Wanksy? It is Wanksy. Why are they spelling it wrong then? Because it says Wansky twice. That's the article. The article's wrong. Twice. Okay, well, CBC are wrong because it's Wanksky. Such a lost opportunity. The whole point is that (laughs) it's Wanksky. Did you not talk about this at some point? I don't know. I feel like Wanksy's been around for a while. Okay. I think I longer than... I feel like than he popped up at our... some point. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think Wanksy's been around for longer than our podcast has. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's great. He he started doing that in 2015 in Manchester. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, that, and that actually got him a lot of attention. So, Jeff thought, hey, why not just do the same? Yeah. Uh, and it's smart because, you know, it, it attracts attention, obviously, but also then people driving then can see, oh, oh, huge, huge penis ahead must mean I should avoid oh, a yeah. huge pothole. I always and try also, to avoid huge penis. That's my, that's my rule in life. I'm definitely not putting I'm this not episode on LinkedIn you. now. I mean, that, <laughs> some people are a little more fragile, some people are smaller, some people don't, you know, I... Completely understand the, yeah. That's why yeah, I don't. I, all I just, sizes are accepted <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> but posting this podcast on professional networks is mm, is we're, probably you no. Know, we're probably not. Probably probably <laughs> for the best that I, I don't here, do okay. I don't know if it would be better if I'd said I always seek out giant penises or. I would, I'm intrigued either way. I, I sure want to you know are. your story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, so these huge penises are um, <laughs> are really saving people in a way, you know. <laughs> I like how both of us, when we're telling the story, get distracted by nonsense, but... <laughs> And <laughs> I'm doing the crypto story was a hot tub full of cheese. And when you're doing the penis story, it's more giant penis. Like, <laughs> so we both have the same. We sound exactly the same when we go so back on topic then. <laughs> Just a slightly different thing we're getting distracted by. Uh, I mean, it's very similar stories, David. <laughs> Okay, so the, these I think it's potholes. time for the Wanksy coin. Wanksy. Oh, Wanksy coins. Every time you fill a pothole, you can get a coin. And an angel gets his wings. I don't know. No, yours is, makes more sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the other one, you know, you have to have a little faith and stuff. It's not really... It's, it's you know, I'm not sure how much work. that... If mm. the Bible had more proof of work then I think we'd have a few less atheists in the world. Well, people fucking believe that shit anyway, you know? So here we are. Ugh. So and basically you're saying the Bible so is... well with religion the... in the world right now. Oh, just nailing it. Just people doing great things, really. Not at all terrifying and um, mind-numbing and uh, heartbreaking. Anyway, so these potholes... <laughs> They're very big. I feel like David. we can just, you know, automatically assume that Israel Palestine is on our banned topic list. We're soon, I, we're soon going to be running just, out, right? Like mm. Brexit as a banned topic, Corona as a banned topic. Those we are hoping will not be so relevant in the near future. Black Lives Matter is always going to be top. You know, that's always of that's going to stay. Of course, no matter yeah. what. But I will say that Israel-Palestine right now is... Uh, I don't I don't like the sound of it being a banned topic because literally so many people are dying and it's fucking, like, it's just so... Yeah, but that's um, the exact concept of the banned topics. I the, know. Are you saying so many people didn't die from corona? 
or no. from being shot by cops. But this, like, are, that's this the concept, this, Luna. This people just like. Wait, are I people know, who die from know, Corona right, not David, people? But still, it's like you know you feel <laughs> obligated to say something because it's just that's so the bad. exact point that we don't do. We go. Why do you keep talking about it, David? This is banter. <laughs> <laughs> That was a nice Uno reverse card. I like it. <laughs> Damn it, you. You win this round. <laughs> okay, back to the penises, for the love of God. We have to, you know, focus. We have to resume Let's get to the more pe- serious. Of it all. Yes. We're telling God. important stories here. Focus. <clears throat> so the biggest penis that was... <laughs> He describes that two potholes side by side on one road stretched 48 meters long and 1.2 meters wide. That's a huge dong on the road, David. And I That's appreciate it. And I bet a lot of citizens sounds, in Auckland do average. as well. <laughs> That's average. Did you say that? <laughs> How are you moving around? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to. <laughs> that, uh, it is curious. Every time I see you, you're sitting in that exact spot <laughs> on the webcam. Huh, that is odd. Okay. So, obviously, because we live in society, uh, complaints over the campaign has been coming in. Some people are not fans of the penises. I'm sure they're covering their children's ears and saying, think of the kids. Yeah. Cannot have penises around. They didn't care when the kids were getting yeeted into the top of their school bus, but they really care about... Exactly. Let's let's focus on the real issue here. Or mildly offended eyes. (laughs) Or maybe appreciative eyes in the wrong direction. Who knows? According to them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I have no wrong. Yes, so, so we should focus on the the real crime here, which is very neon green, huge penises on the road, and not the fact that um, kids are just you know exactly. being hurled around on school buses. Yeah. It's uh, it's true. So the thing is, now he's facing these, you know, um, this legal action, and oh my god! And I have to quote CBC where they write, <laughs> um that uh, the penal art could have him facing penal, penal action. <sighs> they seized an opportunity there, and I respect it. <laughs> I do. That's just good journalism. <laughs> He'll probably be given a fine, or he has to do community service. So, yeah. The good news is that the, the big old penis has actually worked. They fixed the problem. He's well, a hero. Well, Auckland Transport is now paying attention. Their spokesperson, Natalie Polly, has said in a statement, quote, as we head into road safety week next week, because you have to have one of those, Auckland Transport is actually looking forward to working positively with Mr. Upson. Although we may <laughs> not agree with the way he drew attention to the potholes, Auckland Transport and Mr. Upson have the same ultimate goal. Road safety awareness. We're having positive discussions with him at the moment on his concerns. So finally, somebody's paying attention to him. And I bet he's just very happy that it did something. And they're going to fix the fucking potholes, hopefully. Uh, So I guess the message of this story is draw penises or vaginas, for that matter. It's going to piss people off even more on things. And people will pay attention to them. Obviously, I will post pictures of this on Instagram. I feel like vaginas have an issue of people just... I think we've said this before. People just assume it's something else. They just go with, oh, what a beautiful flower. And you're like, how the... (laughs) Every time anything vaguely... Mm. Anything that's... (laughs) It's because they are beautiful flowers, David, and not one looks the same. It's also because nobody fucking knows, like, 
because we don't see it enough. If if there was like a standard vagina drawing, like there's a standard penis drawing, I think we would know because if if we displayed it everywhere, like we see dick pics, like fucking drawings of dicks, then I think we would be just as aware of the that this is a vagina drawing. Well, I have one thing to say. Oh. Be the change you wish to see in the world. That is what Gandhi said. I will said. start tacking shit with vaginas. That is I what do Mahatma actually... Gandhi said about vagina pictures. And mm. do it. Mm. I did, uh, along with my best friend, been JFK, did explain how vaginas work uh, to brewers in line at the uh, Copenhagen Beer Festival. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Led Zeppelin lead singer Robert Plant's son was one of the men that we that was yeah that I called him vagina face. It was a great night, really great for booze and me drinking booze and everybody really won. And I'm sure he learned a lot about how vaginas work while he was eager to pee. <laughs> and I have never heard a better natural <laughs> step too. Weekly, what the fuck? Oh shit! <laughs> All right, you want to go first? I have a very simple one. Is okay. it very simple? I don't know. It's not the same as we often. I'm just gonna jump right in. So, in northern Jutland, yeah, in Denmark. Uh-huh. Uh the local transport authority has chose to run a campaign. Oh god. And it's what a great campaign. We obviously want people to use more trains and buses and yeah, more public transport. So, their campaign is Your wife can easily take the train. Oh, that doesn't get it. that doesn't that doesn't make sense. I don't get it. You just you can keep your car, but your wife just just throw her on the train. She'll be fine. Just, oh my god! Just just put her on the train. That's the, that's the campaign. What? The campaign is your wife can take the train while you keep your car. You know what? This is so Danish humor, like. We're so funny. <laughs> it's the sexist joke, really funny. <laughs> you don't get it. Why are you so mad? You don't get it. We're just so funny here. Why don't you get it? You're so angry. Uh, you don't get Danish humor. It's just sexist humor. We just, we're, yeah. Apparently, so I don't know. I. They say that uh, mm -hmm. Meta Henriksen, the head of customers, so who's led this campaign, she says, that uh she's asked is are you just assuming that bad publicity is better than no publicity and she says no it's a small part no. of the overall campaign we thought about it but we did not think it would create a debate about gender roles and equality the purpose How of the campaign could you not think that oh my god people need to hire better people is I'm that sorry. you can save money by replacing one car with public transport so fuck your wife also, if she's pregnant, you know, it's even better. Just fu fuck her, you know. Make her take the train. Hopefully Thing she'll is, get a seat. I, I actually, I genuinely like this campaign. If, <laughs> if, no, like just conceptually, mm. I really like it. If there were lots of different options, right? Because the, the provocative part about okay, it. Okay, yeah. That'd saying, make, that would make sense. Taking a weirdly selfish attitude to helping with like helping save the planet saying like oh your grandma can give up meat and your wife can take the bus and your son can cycle himself to fucking school i think that's funny and kind of works and makes people think what ways could we be better about mm. the environment having but a standalone wife i'm like oh <laughs> this is... uh, they say that it's one tagline it's a small part of the overall campaign 
all the other parts have different messages. I have not yet seen. I mean, this has hit <laughs> the Danish news. That. I've not seen the other taglines. I don't know if they're going to follow up. And if okay. they follow up with, hey, fuck your grandma, then <laughs> I genuinely love the campaign. I think it's hilarious. See, now, but that's they funny. shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't have gone with this one first, maybe. Maybe have no. some mix, mix it up. Anyway, yeah. that's my light, quick and simple weekly. What the fuck? What do you That have? is, wow. Yeah, we're nailing it in Denmark. We really are. Yeah. Big changes. Okay. Um, Going to try and make this short. It is, this is like kind of sci-fi, what the fucky. Oh, okay. Man who is paralyzed communicates by imagining handwriting. Did you see this? I saw a headline that might be re- might be the same thing, but I didn't hear imagining handwriting is how he does it's it. It's wild. It's That's wild. Crazy. I'm going to try to make this simple and yeah. kind of quick. So <laughs> an experimental device that turns thoughts into text has allowed a man who was left paralyzed in an accident to actually construct sentences like quickly on a computer screen. So the man was able to type with 95% accuracy just by imagining he was handwriting letters on a sheet of paper. So this system here relies on electro- electrodes, yes, surgically implanted near the part of the brain that controls movement. So in previous studies, participants had learned to control a computer cursor or robotic arm by imagining that they were moving their hands. You've heard about this. And the man who agreed to test this device is unable to move his arms and legs as a result of like a horrible freak accident. He was like taking out the garbage. He slipped and fell and instantly became quadriplegic. So he's basically completely paralyzed. That's why I don't take the garbage out. That's, that's the reason. Oh God, I'm going to hear this now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, no, I should never have said that. Every time now. Well, I don't want to say your dear boyfriend is going to be like, now. "Oh, do you do you want do you want me to die or to be <laughs> paralyzed? Is that what you want?" Take Why it do the you fuck hate out me? yourself? How dare you? <laughs> oh my god! But like, how fucking mortifying! Yeah. So scientists had the man imagine he was writing individual letters by hand, while a computer monitored the electrical activity in his brain and eventually the computer then learned to decode the distinct pattern of activity associated with every letter of the alphabet as well as several symbols so once the process is complete they can then determine if the letter you wrote is an a or b or c and then you know plop that up on the screen and then you're able to spell out words and sentences and so on, just one letter at a time. So in previous experiments, participants have been able to use their thoughts to point and click uh, at letters on a screen. But then this is just, the new one is just a lot quicker than uh, than that. So I think that's fucking wild. Like, I know we don't have flying cars and all that, but this is c- fucking impressive as hell. Right? It's pretty cool. Do you have more weekly what the fucks? Oh no, I just went with the uh, your okay. wife can take the train. That was that was my <laughs> that was my full story. Nice. I'm done. I saw it. I'm I like, have done done. Beautiful. I have three headlines though. Okay. Okay. I have calf born with third eye on forehead, but still destined for slaughter. There is a literal cow with a third eye in its forehead right now. Uh, it's in northern Wales, and it's wild. I read the grossest sentence from that story, which was like, the the eye, um, what was it, secretes a sort of lubricant. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm done. That was that. Thank you. Cool. Bye. Blah. I don't know. Some words, dude. Ugh. Okay, I also have this one. 
Brits urged to drink 124 pints each to help struggling pubs get back on their feet. Do it for I the can economy, you, David. Every single Brit, like we have a fair number of Brits who listen to this pot, like a, I don't know the exact numbers, but a fair amount of our audience are British. Every single one has heard this. Yeah. Every single one, maybe not ever. <laughs> a fair number of them are like challenge accepted. You know what? I will do this for my country or whatever country you're in. We appreciate you. <laughs> and the last one. And there's a video of this. Cat jumps from fifth floor window and lands on feet because there's like it's in Chicago. This building is on fire and you just see this black cat just hurl out the window, land on his feet, kind of like being a little flaily for a second and just fucking runs off like nothing even happened it's insane it's very impressive very impressive anyway that's all i got what a week david what a week mm-hmm. it's been a, mm-hmm. it's been a big one it's insane the world is insane everything is, is insane right now it's crazy it's crazy but i mean we continue we go on Okay, and uh shallow bomber over think- here what is what <laughs> what what is this <laughs> motivational nonsense that you're just dragging in at the end yeah that is weird right <laughs> <laughs> not who, on brand at all who replaced <laughs> you what the rest of the episode was fully on brand so now i'm just like what like have you been drugged in the last four minutes I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't suit me, this positivity. It's weird, right? Yeah. Thank you for listening. Yes. And we will see Sorry we've been a little late recently. Thank you for bearing with us and keep listening. It's very nice of you. We hope that you're entertained. I'm entertained. (laughs) So that's something. (laughs) Thank you for listening and we will see you next week. Goodbye.